continuing in our practice today. Continuing to cultivate this capacity for a sensitive, gentle, and yet courageous attentiveness to our experience. Being willing to turn again and again towards what is here in this moment and in each moment. Continuing to make use of this body breathing experience, this body sitting, breathing in and out, as a place we can connect with, as a ground for our attention, to which we can always return, and a place in which we can cultivate the capacity to sustain attention to direct and sustain our attention on the chosen topic of meditation. In this case, the felt sense of the body sitting and breathing. And while we develop this capacity at the same time, this capacity to direct, focus and sustain the attention on a chosen object or experience, At the very same time we're developing the capacity of heart that allows us to receive, to accommodate, to make room for that which we might find challenging, difficult or unwished for. So this initial quality of gathering and connecting, of focusing and sustaining attention starts to bring us more fully into contact with our living experience. And as we find within our experience those things that arise, that call or draw our attention, or that we feel like we are repelled by or bounce off that we can't easily connect with. As we start to notice these things, we realize that we're also called in this practice of being present and awake. We're called to develop our capacity to meet and allow, to make space for what is here. And sometimes when things are challenging or difficult or there's a lot going on and we feel like the mind will not settle easily to not be so concerned that that is what's happening but to acknowledge that sometimes where the leading edge of our practice is is more with that capacity to open to and to accommodate this, this too this experience even if tricky or unwelcome learning some skill and seeing what's useful for us and being with such experience understanding we can be with it 
and yet also not too close if it feels intense or overwhelming. We can make some adjustment if the body feels under too much pressure. And at other times we can recognize it's okay to stay here where it's challenging. To just allow the tickle on our nose to be a tickle and an itch and not scratch it. To feel the urge to do something about what's happening and just choose not to. And at other times our wisdom shows us and we learn that kindness is expressed by making a response, perhaps straightening the leg that, where the knee feels too much pressure at some point. Or if we feel in the body, heart, mind, emotional pressure, distress or pain, sometimes moving towards and just feeling what that's like in the body where that feels okay to do so. And other times recognizing that it's more useful to give it space, to back off. Not running away from, but simply giving it the room that it needs. And moving one's attention more into the places in the body that feel steady or okay. Feeling the ground under one's feet, the seat under one's buttocks or the space around our body. All of this is part of the process of our heart opening in its capacity to receive our life. And so these qualities, first of all, are a sort of quality of presence, of steadiness, of willingness to be here. And this heart quality of opening, of allowing, and it has in it, of course, and it's, it's an expression of a profound kindness to allow ourselves to have the experience we have and to stay connected with ourselves, to learn for ourselves what's possible and how that works for us, what allows us to stay close and connected even in the times of difficulty. And this is a profound kindness to ourselves. To listen and to feel, to stay close with what may not be easy for us. And in this, our heart's capacity to hold what is challenging or scary, this slowly grows and develops through gentle encouragement and support for feeling our life. And we also bring into this field of practice the quality of curiosity, of interest, of not assuming we already know all there is to know about this experience right now. This body or this breath. We may know to some degree, but there's also something mysterious. I mean, how does it do it? How does it keep going when we completely forget that it's doing it? And even the very attentiveness itself. 
when we forget to be attentive and become lost, how is it that we come back? It's kind of mysterious because we weren't there. And then somehow we remember, oh, I'm here. The light comes on. Even though there was nobody there to switch it on. Because by definition, we were gone. How does that happen? We don't need to figure that out. But we could usefully become interested in it. And likewise, every experience. Those things we find difficult, equally as those things we find delightful. To not imagine we know the full story yet is to bring a natural interest and <coughs> curiosity to come closer. Not the intellectual curiosity that wants to figure out why and how, but the curiosity that just wants to gaze upon that which may have more to reveal to us. And so these qualities of gatheredness, collectedness and focus of openness, allowing, accommodating, and kindliness, and of curiosity and interest, and a willingness to look a little further, more deeply, into what is here. These are the primary qualities we develop in the meditation practice that serve us in the journey of waking up, And we begin to learn for ourselves over time when it's useful to keep the attention more focused and gathered in just the breathing or just the body. When it's helpful to open out a little to include the sounds that might come and go, the silence in which they are revealed. The world of feelings and thoughts and images and emotion that run through us. Sometimes we can turn towards that too, usefully. Not getting lost in, but nor needing to be afraid of or hold back from just acknowledging. This is thinking, this is feeling, this is emotion. Knowing these experiences too we learn to be able to handle them without needing to become lost in them or to somehow have to push them away. And in this the body is always helpful. Coming into the body. But knowing that for us sometimes the body we need to find what aspect of body. For some it may simply be the place where the bottom is on the cushion, the feet or knees are on the ground, and that groundedness of body is where it's useful to establish ourselves. For others it may be we can feel into usefully the places of emotional charge, if that doesn't feel overwhelming. If it does, back off. Move the attention out into the periphery of the body or the space around the body. 
Explore for yourself what's helpful. Noticing when we may be affected by some of the forces in the mind that Gavin mentioned last night. Craving, sensual desire, that sense of wanting, we could just name it. Oh, this is wanting, craving. See if I can just feel what that's like in my body. Not have to act on it. Or if I find myself acting on it, notice what that's like. What happens? Is it really as good as it promised it would be? Often we find out it's not. And likewise, aversion and resistance, just sensing when we notice that naming, oh, this is aversion, this is resistance, this is not wanting a certain experience. Okay. Seeing if we can let the experience be. Maybe we need to give it some space, but stay present. Close, but not too close. And again, check and see if it's as if it's really as scary or painful or harmful as we imagine in our fear and aversion it might be. Letting it be. We start to perhaps recognise that it's not the experience itself that we're so threatened by. It's often the idea that it will continue forever. In fact, nothing continues forever. So we can just let it be. And it will change by itself, as all things do. Noting, noticing likewise and naming when there is restlessness. This is restlessness and agitation. Giving it that name. Feeling what it's like. See if you can just not do anything. As one teacher observed, see if you could be the first meditator to die of restlessness. It's never been reported. But you might be the one. It would be kind of sad, but at least you'd be famous. And likewise with drowsiness, heaviness, really making an effort to sit up straight engaging with the intention to be present, opening your eyes, sitting up straight, taking a deeper in-breath, standing up if you need to, to stay awake, standing up for wakefulness and for your life that needs you to be awake. Standing up for your world which needs you to be awake. And if we find that undermining sceptical doubt, just naming it, you know, that sense of, oh, I can't do it, it's not working, it's no good, this practice is bad, it doesn't work, or I'm no good at it, it's not for me. Just to name that, oh, doubt, sceptical doubt. It's a sign that things are working when that comes up. But of course it suggests the opposite. Because in some way we're challenging something. 
when any of these forces arise, we're challenging something. So just naming it and coming back to, okay, I'm not sure. Could we doubt the doubt? Could we say, hmm, maybe, maybe not. Hmm, I don't know. We don't have to have an argument with it. Maybe sometimes just coming back to feel the ground underneath us. And what our intention is. We might be unsure whether this is working, but our intention is ultimately very powerful. Our intention to be present, our intention to grow and develop, our intention to wake up. This is powerful and bears fruit, unstoppably, if we follow it. And so we may be able to trust in the community of others who we practice with and who have practiced before us that have found this to be a fruitful way of engaging. And if we can name and not identify with these, then in the end they're simply challenges. They're not easy, but they're not in the way. And ultimately they become gateways to deepening in our practice as we learn to handle them skillfully, to name them, to identify them, and to respond appropriately. Neither collapsing into them nor somehow imagining that their presence is because we've done something wrong. They naturally emerge in the mind and heart precisely because of this practice that challenges their power in our life and in our mind. And noticing also those moments of quiet and stillness where we connect or feel settled or just a little bit more here without getting too excited about them but also acknowledging they do come. Honouring the dedication and the deepening that happens in one sense by itself and in another way only with our engagement. We don't make it happen, but it doesn't happen without us. And so our practice is to be here for this and see what might be possible. Breath by breath, moment by moment. Human body, sitting on the earth, upright, alert, and yet relaxed and at ease. there's too much going on or you're not sure to what you should attend just keep it simple this body sitting breathing coming back to this again and again 
you feel more steady sense of confidence or ease allow the attention to be open more fluid experience coming and going just as it does moment by moment being awake to this and this and this just as you are
So we have this. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.